0: Hi, my name is Steve Bartlett, and welcome to Fight Back. It's been a couple weeks since I've seen you guys. Uh, A couple weeks ago, uh, we had a really bad storm, and because of technical difficulties, we were unable to ail our episode. And last week, I was in a death penalty seminar in Orlando, so we had to cancel last week as well. But now we're back. And tonight, I want to talk about one of the major issues that happened right, I guess, two weeks ago when our show was on, and that was we lost a great man. I want to start off the show by giving my respects to John McCain, American Hero. Now, I never voted for John McCain for president of the United States because his politics were different from mine. But greatness transcends politics. Let's look back at the 1960s from 1967 to 1973. That was probably the greatest time ever for music and in, in history. All the great songs ever made happened between 1967 and 73. We had the Summer of Love with the Beatles doing Sergeant Pepper. And then a couple years later, we had Woodstock. Remember Woodstock if you were around back then? Well, when the hippies were having fun during Woodstock, John McCain was being tortured in a small cell in Vietnam. Okay, that's what he was doing for America. Remember when there was a man on the moon? Most people remember a man on the moon in 1969. Where were you at the time uh, Neil Armstrong walked on the moon? Well, you know where John McCain was? He didn't see Neil Armstrong walk on the moon because he was getting tortured every day in a cell in Vietnam. When Bobby Kennedy and Martin Luther King died, people mourned them. They watched the funeral. Not John McCain because he was getting tortured in the cell in Vietnam. The Beatles breaking up Apollo 13 in the early 70s. Remember the song Stairway to Heaven, considered to be the greatest rock song of all time? He didn't hear that on the radio like most people did because he was too busy getting tortured every day in Vietnam. Movie The Godfather came out in 1972. Um, Pong was invented in 1973. Remember that little game Pong that we played as kids? John McCain didn't get a chance to play that with his kids because he was too busy getting tortured every day in Vietnam. Um, The Watergate break-in during the Nixon administration, which people were glued to the television sets watching the hearings on that, but John McCain didn't get a chance to watch that because he was getting tortured every day in Vietnam. The Roe v. Wade case, which is tearing our country up today, was decided in 1973, many years after he was taken into uh, captivity, but John McCain didn't get to... Uh, give an opinion about Roe v. Wade because he was too busy getting tortured every day in Vietnam. This man was a hero. Now, there's a lot of people on the right and the left who have been bad-mouthing him, unfortunately, ever since he died. And there's things to, reasons not to like him. On the left, even though he had this reputation of being a maverick, he really was a conservative uh, deep down inside. He actually is a person who brought forth Sarah Palin to the nation. He voted for the impeachment and conviction of... um, Bill Clinton, uh, when he was president, he actually voted to uh, cut the taxes in the Trump tax plan. Okay, so the Democrats have some reasons not to like John McCain and conservatives have reasons not like to not like John McCain. He wasn't as mavericky as they say he was. He voted the conservative Republican Party line, the vast majority of the line, the vast majority of the time. But the one time that he famously broke broke ranks with the Republicans was when he um, voted to uphold Obamacare. But the reasons why he voted to uphold Obamacare was because he was a strong conservative. He was a strong conservative in the true meaning of conservative. A true conservative believes in maintaining tradition and maintaining respect for the rule of law and of tradition. And there was long held rules in the Senate, which showed how a bill becomes a law that when a law is proposed, they have debates, it goes in the committee, it is public. But the bill to repeal Obamacare threw away all the traditions of the Senate that John McCain loved so much and then tried to impose this repeal of uh, Obamacare and said, we don't care what the rule of law is and what the tradition of the Senate is, which was disgusting to John McCain, who was a true conservative who believed in maintaining tradition and in the integrity of the government and the system that he loves so much. And the reason he voted against the repeal of Obamacare wasn't because he agreed with Obamacare, but because he did not like the procedure that was actually being done. So he was a true conservative and not a radical. But a lot of people on the right didn't like him because of that. However, regardless of whether or not you like him from the left or the right because of ideology, like I said before, greatness transcends politics. There is no such thing as a perfect man. We've never even had a perfect president in our country. Everybody, no matter how great they are, had their flaws. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson are heroes. However, although they did great things, one was the father of our country who led our revolutionary forces, the other wrote the Declaration of Independence, the most important document written in the last 500 years, both of them owned slaves. A major problem with their moral selves, but that doesn't mean that they're not great men. FDR, the great champion of liberalism, okay, the guy who created the New Deal and gave us Social Security and defeated the the Nazis in World War II, he had his flaws as well. He put the Japanese in internment camps, one of the biggest disgraces in American history, but he was still a great man. Lincoln, the greatest president of us all, he suspended the right of habeas corpus illegally in our country during the Civil War. And yet no one ever doubts the greatness of Abraham Lincoln because greatness transcends politics and nobody is perfect. In my opinion, what made John McCain a great man was for two reasons. The first was he maintained class. When that one woman called Obama Muslim and and whatever and called him an Arab, he took up for him and said, I'm not going to let you do a personal attack on a good man. Obama is a good man, we just have difference in political views. That's the way politicians are supposed to be. They're supposed to have class. And the other thing that makes John McCain a great man is that he believes in the concept of civility. He called people my friends, including those who were in the Senate with him who had different viewpoints. He was a great personal friend with Joe Biden, for instance. His best friend was Democratic um, former vice president candidate Joe Lieberman. They were best friends because he believed that, as Americans, we may have disagreements, we may have problems with each other, but together, after we have a calm, sometimes a rigorous debate, our job is to come together as Americans and realize that we're all in this together. Republicans are not the enemies of Democrats. Americans are supposed to stick together. We're like a family. We keep we can fight amongst ourselves, but at the end of the day, we are supposed to be together as a family. That's what democracy is supposed to be. Democracy is a system that we've lived with for over 200 years. Democracy requires vigorous debate. Democracy requires us using the First Amendment and screaming our ideas very loudly. But democracy only works if we remember that we're not each other's enemy and at the end of the day, we have to put these differences aside and come together as one country. Okay, right now on Facebook, people are fighting with each other and calling each other names and are taking it so purpose, so personally. And that is a major problem because what's the sense of living in a system that's democratic if we're all unhappy and we all hate each other? You know, Plato said thousands of years ago that democracy is a terrible form of government, that we would be better off having a philosopher king. But we rejected that saying, no, we would rather things be disorganized and a little bit less perfect but be in charge of our own destinies by ruling ourselves in a democratic republic. And that requires us to argue and fight amongst ourselves, but we can't ever stop being civil. Civilization requires civility. And we as a civilized country have to come together at the end of the day, and we have to be together as a team. And we can't make personal attacks on each other. So please, in the memory of a great man, John McCain, a man who I did not vote to be president of the United States, Please honor his memory and remember that we're all in this together. We're all Americans. We all bleed red, white, and blue. Okay. So I will see you after this um, next um, break from our sponsor. Okay. And I'll talk to you about the elections that are coming up in the state of Florida in about 50 days. See you then. Welcome back to Fight Back. Uh, We had an election two weeks ago, which was a primary election, and a couple people who were uh, running for uh, office were guests on my show. Uh, The first one was not running as either a Democrat or Republican. He was running as a judge in Pasco County as a county court judge. his name was Jeremiah Hawks, and unfortunately, he lost his election. But um, congratulations in, in running such a really good campaign. And maybe next time, if you run for judge, maybe next time you'll, you'll be successful. The other person who was running was running for the uh, Democratic nomination for the United States Congress in the Palace-Pasco area. And that was my good friend Robert Tager. He was a guest on the show two times. And uh, unfortunately, he lost as well. He could not get the Democratic primary. And my condolences go out to him as well. Uh, as a criminal trial attorney, I know what it's like to lose. I know what it's like to have to go to a jury trial and despite fighting my, my ass off, have the jury come back guilty. Doesn't happen that often, most of the time I win, but occasionally you end up losing. If you, someone said that if you don't lose cases, you don't try enough cases. Um, but it's very, one thing that lawyers don't tell you is that how personally we take these cases. We give everything, we give all of our time, all of our emotions, all of our mind, all of our energy and despite our best efforts, occasionally when we lose, we enter a period of depression. We feel like we've just given everything that we have as a human being, and for what? The consequences end up with the result of the worst possible fate, that no matter how hard we tried, we still failed. And I got a feeling that the candidates who lose when they're trying to run for election must feel the same way after knocking on doors and raising money and giving speeches and taking all their time and energy to try to make our country better they still end up losing. And, you know, I feel it, brother. I know what it's like. So uh, Robert Taggart, maybe next time you can go get him and I wish you the best of luck. But may everybody make sure you vote when the election comes up in I think about 50 some days from now. Because we got a big election coming up. We had the election for governor in the state of Florida. And guess what, kids? The establishment lost, okay? The establishment lost because there were two establishment candidates, one from the Democrats, one from the Republicans. On the Republican side, the establishment party was uh, Mr. Putnam, okay? Putnam, that's who thought he was going to win. He had the party behind him. He was ahead of the polls. And then Putnam, Mr. Hardcore Conservative himself, got his ass kicked. And the person he hates the most is Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump came in the state of Florida and said, I'm not for you, Putnam. I'm for my buddy, Ron DeSantis. And all of a sudden, when Trump gave him his blessing... Putnam lost the support of the Republican voters, and instead DeSantis became the nominee for governor of the Republican Party. So Putnam, a hardcore conservative who dislikes Trump even more than I do. Now let's look at the left. The left, the favorite was a girl named Gwen Graham, or a woman named Gwen Graham, I apologize. But that's who the establishment wanted to win. She was the daughter of a famous uh, politician in the state of Florida, And and for somebody who knows me, you would realize that I hate the whole idea of nepotism. I am sick of people getting elected because they think it's their birthright. I'm sick of it at, the, at for congressmen and the Bill of Rackeye, father and son, winning for 30 years. I'm sick of it at the local level where somebody who is the county commissioner, and then therefore his 20-year-old daughter gets to be a state representative. I'm sick of it. Uh, when they're running even from the Democrats for Graham and her father. Let's let new blood come in. This government's supposed to belong to we the people, not we the few. So Graham lost as well. And what's really neat, okay, is not only was the establishment defeated and nepotism defeated, but for the first time since I've lived in Florida, we actually have left versus rights. We actually have a true liberal going against a true conservative for the election. This isn't like watered down. Um, liberalism, because liberals always nominate the most, the Democrats always nominate the most moderate person possible. And then the Republicans always smear them and say that, they're, that the Democrats are socialists or communists, regardless of how moderate they are. They did it to Clinton, they did it to Obama, okay? And Democrats always try to give the most moderate person, and then the moderate person doesn't get the base, and the base stays home because they're all mad. And the liberals never actually get the nomination. However, this year it's different. We actually have, for the Democrats, a true liberal. His name's Andrew Gillum. Not the moderate. This guy is not the typical Democratic candidate, but is a true liberal. So we actually don't have the the, the problem where, well, we don't like both candidates. They're both basically the same. We have hardcore differences between the Democratic candidate and the Republican candidate. They have nothing in common. You have a clear, clear choice. You can't sit there and say, doesn't matter who wins, there's not gonna be any difference. Oh, yes they are. DeSantis is completely the opposite of Gillum. Gillum is completely the opposite of DeSantis. So I wanna go through a little bit tonight while we have some time remaining to talk to you about how this, what DeSantis is for and how he's voted when he was in Congress and what Gillum is proposing and what he's done uh, since he's been the mayor up in Tallahassee, okay? So let's talk about DeSantis first, okay? So let me talk to you about DeSantis. Um, I don't know if we can get the graphic back of DeSantis, but whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Let's talk about DeSantis, okay? First of all, DeSantis is a hardcore trumpeter. When he was famously asked by somebody in some sort of interview, tell us how you disagree with Trump in any area whatsoever, he couldn't name anything. Instead, he showed his allegiance to Mr. Trump by running this ad in which he's teaching his child how to build a wall, how to be like a little version of Donald Trump, in which he reads the story, The Art of the Deal, like it's a bedtime story, and tells the kid, oh, I love the part where where he says, you're fired. And then also, you know, that's, and makes him wear the um, Make America Great t-shirt. So obviously DeSantis thinks that Donald Trump isn't just a good role model for children, but actually a good role model for his own child. Um, I got a problem with that because, you know, this is the person who makes fun of the handicapped people who likes to brag about grabbing women by the pussy, okay? And that's who DeSantis thinks is a good role model, not only for children overall, but his own child, okay? That's DeSantis. DeSantis, his record on the environment, okay? Do you know about that? He actually, um, there was something called the Americans for Prosperity Pledge, in which he refused... To sign this pledge, saying that he refuses to sign any law whatsoever concerning climate change if it requires taxes to be raised by one penny. Okay, he voted for the Keystone Pipeline. He voted to kill uh, wind energy subsidies. He voted to restrict the EPA regulations of water. Okay, that's his record on the um, environment. Let's talk about the Mueller investigation. He added a rider in 2017 for the budget to kill all funding whatsoever for the Mueller investigation, okay? Instead, he called for an investigation onto Clinton and Comey, okay? That's DeSantis. Let's talk about women's issues. He wants to kill Planned Parenthood. He voted no for the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, okay? Let's talk about what he feels about veterans, okay? He voted against allowing veterans to get access to medical marijuana, he would rather suck up to the hardcore conservatives who are anti-marijuana than to allow veterans, those who are suffering from pain, those who are suffering from anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder, to have medicine that's good for them. Okay? That's DeSantis. DeSantis opposes legislation requiring taxes on online goods, which screws mom-and-pop businesses because they can't compete if you can order it from a big company tax-free. Guns. Now, you all know that I know about guns and care a lot about that. He's got an A-plus from the NRA. Not an A, but an A-plus. His solution to gun violence is to put more people in mental institutions and keep them institutionalized longer. Okay, that's what he wants to do in order to cut down on gun violence. A-plus. Gay rights... Guess what he got on gay rights? Well, he got the A-plus from the NRA. He received the big fat zero, a goose egg, from the human rights campaign for his record on gay rights. Health care. He was for a full and complete repeal of Obamacare. But you know what he wanted to replace it with? Nothing. He has no plan at all whatsoever. He wants to go back to the way. If you can't afford it, you die. You go bankrupt. If you have pre-existing illnesses like high blood pressure or diabetes and you can't get coverage and you can't afford health care, hey, it's not his problem. That's what he wants to go back to, the way it used to be. Remember George Bush had the concept of compassionate conservatism? He's anything but compassionate. Immigration is against DACA. So if a child is brought over the border when they're a baby and they grow up here in the United States and they're an adult and, they're, and they go to college and they join the armed forces and they did nothing wrong, they didn't even know that they weren't born in this country, you know what? Send them back home send them back to Mexico, or wherever else they came from, okay? That's Ron DeSantis. And he's for building the wall, of course, because that's what his hero, Trump, wants to do. He voted for the privatization of Social Security. That's a really good idea, isn't it? Um, Now, he's a competent man. He's not stupid. He was in the military, he was a Navy SEAL. He's highly educated, okay? But he did something that exposed his moral character. And that is right after he got the nomination, he said that uh, Mr. Gillum, his opponent, was an articulate spokesman for the left. Now, any African-American knows that when people say that black people are articulate, they're actually blowing a dog whistle. But in this case, he not only said that, he also said that the, least, the last thing we need for Mr. Gillum to do if he wins is to monkey this up in order to try to embrace a socialist agenda, okay? Now, he's been accused of being racist. I don't think he's racist. Um, However, I do think that he knew what he said, and he was trying to get those people who happen to be racist, who happen to be hardcore right-wingers, because unfortunately, whether we wanna believe it or not, there is a portion, a small portion, of the Republican Party that are racist, and he was sucking up to them. He knows better. He's more intelligent than that. He should know that he shouldn't be doing that, okay? I mean, should we just be glad that he didn't say, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. I was just calling a spade a spade? Okay? That's who the Republicans nominated to be the um, governor of the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Now, let's switch over and talk to the other guy, the guy who I was so happy to vote for for, for the Democratic nomination. And I didn't know who I was going to vote for. I didn't know that much about the candidates. I liked pretty much what they were saying. I didn't like the commercials going on. But when I got my ballot in the mail, I actually started reading about everybody. And when I read Andrew Gillum, because he didn't have any campaign commercials, I'm like, I really like this guy. And so I gave my vote. Knowing that he had no chance of winning, it's going to be Gwen Graham, she's going to win. But I never win when I vote for the primary. I always vote for who my heart tells me to vote for, whoever is the most ideologically closer to what I believe. And then they never win. And then in the general election, I vote for the nomination, the, the, uh, the Democratic nominee most of the time. Occasionally I switch over. But, you know, I, I have to sometimes, you know, I voted for Bernie Sanders in the primary for, for, for president. And then I voted for, um, and then I voted for, um, Hillary, because I had to vote for Hillary. But let's go through uh, Gillum really quickly. Uh, um, how much time have I got left of the whole show? Two minutes? Okay, let's talk about Gillum real quick, because I don't have much time. One, he's for the legalization of marijuana. Two, he's for banning the box, so that if you're a convicted felon, you have your rights automatically restored, and they can't discriminate against you, so you can actually join society once you pay your debt. Okay, he's for Operation of Safe Neighborhoods, Okay, which is a Tallahassee communi- uh, community collaborative that he created. Okay? He is for building stronger relationships between African-Americans and law enforcement to try to stop the violence. He's for changing minimum sentencing laws so that we're not spending all of our money locking people up and throwing away the key and putting people in prison forever so they can't restore themselves as part of society, which actually makes crime higher, not lower. Okay? He is for giving teachers a year so they can actually earn a living instead of having to work as a waitress somewhere part-time. That is good investment for a future. He wants to put a billion dollars in school. He's for paid family leave. He's for correcting the environment. Uh, He thinks that um, when he was the mayor of Tallahassee, he actually reduced carbon emissions by 40%. He's for making sure that the Clean Air Act and the Water Act aren't gutted. And if Trump guts it to have higher standards in the state of Florida, than national requirements like they do in California. He's for banning assault weapons. He's for universal background checks and closing the the uh, the the loopholes from gun shows right now. He's for He's for Medicare for all. And he wants to expand the Medicaid that was supposed to happen under Obamacare. But Rick Scott has refused to do, which has caused millions of people in Florida to not have access to health care. He's for expanding that. A healthier Florida is a better Florida. Okay. And did you know that in the state of Florida, it is legally okay to discriminate against people for being homosexuals? That if you have a gay employee, you can say you're fired. If you don't want to sell a gay person or house, you can say, I'm not selling you the house because you're gay. That is legal in the state of Florida. Andrew Gillum wants to change that. He wants to make sure that women have a constitutional right to choose in Florida and to protect planned parenthood and that contraceptive care that's promised under Obamacare is allowed also in the state of Florida. He also is for ensuring that women have equal pay for equal work. That's why I think the cl- the clear choice is to vote for Andrew Gillum for governor of the state of Florida, okay? So I promise I'll see you next week on Fight Back, and we'll have this dialogue again. Take care. See you then.